0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, best-selling authors Ann Voskamp and Sheila Walsh discuss brokenness, suffering, and living abundant wholeness.
1: The art of great living is givenness in terms of giving my life to Him, giving my life out into the world, but not just the best parts of me but giving the broken parts of me. Yeah. There's deep healing and communion in the broken places where we can tear off the mats and be real with one another. Today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Betty and this is James.
2: Yeah, I'm sitting yes. here with three of the most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> Starting with Betty, most beautiful. <laughs> We've oh, got yeah. to settle that. And uh, Sheila Walsh and Anne Voskap. Would you welcome <laughs> Anne Sheila to later? And let me just tell you this. This is good. Hey, you don't want to leave. Here it is. The broken way. <laughs> Sound like a fun way to go? <laughs> A daring path into the abundant life, the. And not like a choose your abundant life, but the abundant life from the source of life, from the way, the truth, and the life. The broken way, what in the world does that mean? And she actually talks about bad brokenness and good and great brokenness. And Sheila Walsh says she understands brokenness. And I got to tell you, I do. I don't know, Betty, I guess we lose a daughter. You see suffering all over the world that you try to put healing, loving hands on. Uh, you've had to live with me. That's, that's challenging enough to break anybody. <laughs> but we understand a little bit about it, but Anne has got an insight. And so uh, let's, let's talk about it. Sheila, you already, because you respect this woman's incredible giftedness, and the effect she has and the, and the love she has for God and for people and her insight. But you, you got really excited about what she's sharing here. Kind of intro why you're excited about what she's sharing. Well, first of all, I just love Anne. I just love her. I mean,
3: there's something so Profound about the gift of this woman's life and her first book, you know 1,000 gifts was this huge New York Times bestseller. I mean, it just broke all sorts of records And then there's a lot of pressure to write your next book and it's like, you know, gosh And <laughs> when, the minute I read the title of this book I thought and you you heard from God because honestly James I mean, I, I've read the book This is a revolution if every believer began to understand that the very thing that you think disqualifies you from being loved and accepted by God is the very thing that is the gateway into his presence. (laughs) It would change the way we all live. In fact, you have a great quote at the beginning of your book. You say, the very thing we're afraid of, our brokenness
2: is the door to our father's heart.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's just fantastic right
2: there. And you know, Sheila, and I know, because I watched you walk out broken. I mean, devastated, to a padded cell. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. not stretching, okay? No, no. And trying to keep you alive. And I, I was there when you walked out. But you also know, because you watched my journey from all these huge crowds, Coliseum, stadiums, incredible influence, even on the nation, and yet I despaired of life. But when I went through that brokenness, and yielded this broken vessel to the hands that heal and shape. I became a new person. It was like a shot heard around the world. Uh, you know, when Robert Shooter calls you and says, you were the scariest person I ever knew in my life. You absolutely scared me. And now think about this. This is the next thing he said. You are the greatest miracle I've ever seen outside the Bible. I have never seen a man go from such passionate and fire and anger to such compassionate love. He said, It is a miracle beyond anything I've seen. Now that's 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 what God did. God took a totally devastated, defeated broken vessel, and when I opened up and said, Heal this broken vessel, heal this person that despair I can't do it myself. And God took it then when I opened up and would bear my soul, people were set free all over the world, coming out of the willingness, like she said, to become vulnerable in that brokenness. Mm -hmm. We went from having 2 million people saved in 20 years to having 2 to 5 million people come to Christ in a year because of a broken vessel. So people need to understand, this brokenness can be the beginning of something great. But
3: there's a depth to your vulnerability in this one, Anne, because you paint this very poignant scene at the beginning Mm -hmm. of when you were a young girl and you dropped some glass and you took it and you began to cut yourself. But then you switch to a moment when you're in the kitchen with your oldest daughter, and she begins to tell you a story that is very familiar. What did
1: that do to you? I think sometimes when we think about our own failures, maybe our worst nightmare is that my own failure becomes contagious. That somebody else that we love could be broken the way we're broken. Have I somehow passed on my brokenness? Um, especially as a mother, um, you do anything not to pass on your own brokenness. I think um, i been sitting with my daughter and thinking through how do I go ahead and process my own brokenness so that I realize that the only words that I need to hear, all there is to hear, is beloved. That's my real identity. That's who I really am. Writing that cross on my wrist where I used to have scars from where I cut. That's my real name. That's who I really am. I'm seen through. Jesus and the way he calls me beloved. And I think if in the midst of our own failures, if we can see that, um, I'm, I'm, my name is not failure, right? I am broken, but I am beloved. Mm. That's a journey and a process and a way to step into. But we can't have deep intimacy with Christ. So we know that our identity is in Christ. And I think that's a way of having our minds transformed, a constant, who am I really? And listen for how, how he calls our name constantly. You are beloved, you are beloved, you are beloved, even though you are broken.
3: I remember my very first day in the psychiatric hospital when the mm. psychiatrist said to me, who are you? Mm. And I said, Sheila Walsh. And he said, no, Sheila, I didn't ask your name. Who are you? Who are you? I said, I'm the co-host of the 700 Club. How pathetic is that? I mean, that was, and he said, no, I didn't ask what your job was. I asked, who are you? And I said, I have no idea. And he said, I know that and that's why you're here. But by the time I left, after a month, um, he called out the window and he said to me, Sheila, who are you? And I said, I'm Sheila Walsh, daughter of the King of Kings. (laughs) And nobody can touch that. (laughs) Because you're right, if you put your identity in anything else, you can change in a moment.
1: Identity means who you are stable, unwavering, the same day in and day out, regardless of circumstances, the essence of who you are doesn't change. And for me, Penning that cross on my wrist every day saying I want to be cruciform. That says that that's my identity. That's the thing about me that doesn't change. I am beloved no matter what else happens. I want
2: you to turn your wrist toward the camera. <laughs> well, let's see if, if they turn it up here. Hold it it's up. A a it, it's, it's fading. Turn it toward <laughs> it the camera. Is, yeah. Can you all zoom yeah. in on that? Let's, let's let them work on yeah, it. Hold yeah. it. Hold it real yeah. still for just a moment. Yeah, You've right. been pointing at us many times red <laughs> now.
1: I'm, I'm, and it's fading. <laughs> your
2: cross is fading. But but there yeah. you again tell our viewers why do you put that Yeah, it's right where Christ took. He actually took the. Well, it's where he did. It's also
1: where I used to cut myself. Mm. I think we need to recognize that over top of our own scars, Christ meets us with His scars. Mm -hmm. There's healing. His wounds healing our wounds. I like to think of it that that vertical beam that comes down. That's the grace He gives, and my gratitude rises up. Mm -hmm. But then there's the cross beam. I want to be broken and given out into the world. I think. The essence of Christianity comes down to that Eucharisteo and that koinonia. The Eucharisteo, gratitude, which 1,000 gifts explored, but then also the givenness that we experience in the broken and given out into communion. So I think for me that word givenness has really come to mean, how do I live a surrendered life, a constant givenness out into the world, a givenness of my own self to him? I think the art of great living is givenness in terms of giving my life to him, giving my life out into the world, but not just the best parts of me, but giving the broken parts of me out into the world. And that requires humility and vulnerability and deep trust in my own identity as belovedness. But I think if, if we can go ahead and trust that we're beloved and we share our brokenness, there's deep healing and communion In the broken places where we can tear off the masks and be real with one another and don't you think that through that brokenness if we reveal it 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 shines through us that it brings hope to others it's possible the church should be the most
3: transparent place on the planet it should should be be the place where you get to show up Mm -hmm. but so often it's the least transparent Mm -hmm. and I think one of the greatest lessons I learned in the psych hospital was um, at the very end Mm -hmm. I went to a church and just the presence of Christ in this little church with the Mm. sun coming through the stained glass windows and feeling lost, thinking, Lord, I don't know what to do. And I suddenly had this incredible, just this presence of my grandmother singing over me as a child. And it was rock of ages. Mm. And it was these two lines, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. And I finally got it. I am not the good news. That is a huge (laughs) relief right there. (laughs) I mean seriously, so often we we live like we want to be God's, we want to get it all right. Christ came because we got it all wrong Wrong. and we
1: are beloved. We are beloved in the midst of the brokenness. And to that cross I cling and then let that that cross go ahead and shape my life into abundance.
3: So what do you say to your daughter Mm. when she's in a broken place? Mm
1: -hmm. How do you help because you're not just her mom, you're her sister. I am her sister. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, actually have it, I have a, a painting on the wall at home. And it's Thomas, Doubting Thomas. And Jesus takes his hand. Jesus is all the movement. Jesus takes his hand and presses it into his wounds. I think going ahead and taking our own brokenness to the cross. Being really real and transparent about our brokenness. We don't have to hide it. We can lay out all that, those broken pieces. And then go ahead and say, name who you really are. Name who you really are in Christ. I think one of the things we need to go ahead and do is preach gospel back to ourselves about who we really are. And then say that one more time, (laughs) man, because that actually I need to do it. We need to hear that. We do. We need to go ahead and preach gospel, not, yes, we will, our lives, we will incarnate Christ and that will preach gospel out into the world. But we need to preach gospel back to ourselves about who we really are in Christ because. The enemy is loud all Mm -hmm. of the time, lies in our heads about who we are. And I think sometimes we have to realize that thing in our hand, it's a lie. Mm -hmm. You have to to break the lie, you have to shake off the Mm -hmm. snake, break the snake and listen to the truth of who you really are in Christ. And that identity allows you to rise up and um, be an Esther in this generation for this time to be broken and given to those outside the gate who need to know who they are in Christ. I think we should all get a pen Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and do a wee cross. You know, nobody in your church can complain about a pen. I mean, hello. Just do a wee cross. True. So true. You, you constantly look You're at that and allow the truth of that to be louder than the lies of the enemy. All of the
1: time. And it, it names your identity. It names good forms. That cruciform cross forms who you are. It forms the shape of your days that I want to live broken and given in the midst of my own brokenness that there can be an abundance in the world.
3: Because the great thing about that is as you, you think, I'm so broken, I'll wait till Jesus hears me, and then I'll reach out to others.
1: But no. <laughs> in the midst of the brokenness, if you will reach out, if you will live cruciform and stretch so, you will meet Christ in that place, and that deep communion will heal you in a way that's so unexpected and upside down and transformational.
3: Now do you get why I was excited about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Hello?
1: Is, it,
2: is anybody here in the studio <laughs> Does anybody understand why? Before we ever came on there, I made them turn their chairs toward each other. I said, "Because it's going to be this incredible conversation." I, th- I feel absolutely privileged to be sitting here, and I'm not listening to two women. I'm listening to God talk to two women. Now you know women can talk, oh, but, women, but God can talk oh, okay. through women. Isn't this incredible? I mean, that, that's. That, I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I tell you what, just go for it, honey. Get it, get it in the mix here. I, but I, what a gift in a world I love in it. a world
3: that's trying to anesthetize it. Think pain. about it. How many times we're trying to stop the pain? You know, we try to medicate the pain. We try to anesthetize the pain. Bury the, the pain. Bury pain, numb the pain. Suppress pain, d- the pain. Ignore deny, deny, deny the, the pain. pain. The revolution is. In fact, you have another thing I wrote down that I thought was so brilliant. Yeah, you said. Um, Oh gosh, I can't find it. Oh, yeah. Freedom can be found not only beyond fear and pain, but within it.
1: Within it. Within it. And I think I realized that if I can say. I don't need to be afraid of broken things. Christ is redeeming everything. As soon as I am not afraid of broken things, the peace, the abundance, the the open handedness and givenness and surrender that I can't live with, then he allows abundance to fill those hands. And don't you think in a world
3: that is broken and hurting, Mm -hmm. they're gonna wanna come running to people who are broken and outstretched. And not afraid of their brokenness. No, and if that's our savior stance, I mean, it's
1: all the time, like all this. All the time, Crucible, like yeah, that. Absolutely. I love you this much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All yeah. Of the time, in the midst of the brokenness.
2: Yeah. I've said recently that I've, I feel like the Lord just impressed this in my heart, and that is that He's never made me feel like that He's disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. He has that. let me know he's disappointed for me, mm-hmm. not in me. And there's really a lot to be discovered in that reality. God does not try to shame anybody. we got enough yeah. of it. He took the shame. All he took the blame. All off of, it. of it. And he is the value. He is the one worthy of praise and worthy of worship. We're not. We just get off the throne, let him be on. When we're broken, <laughs> let him pick up the pieces. There's something about putting clay Mm -hmm. yielded clay in the potter's hand, there still is a shaping process which requires pressure and squeezing. Now, if we're the clay, he's the potter and they're squeezing, it's still not the most comfortable process necessarily. And sometimes it feels like devastating brokenness, but he's actually shaping us into a vessel of honor. If we'll just realize that if we put our life there in his hands, Mm -hmm. go to the cross, like you've said, Mm -hmm. and, and literally lay it all before him, And recognize him for who he is and then let him do what he does, what only he can do, we experience the miracle. You know, one of the things that
3: when I was reading Anne's book, The Broken Way, to me, it's almost like an unpacking of Romans 8, verse 1. Mm. There is now therefore no condemnation condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. As Jen Hatmaker says, you might want some (laughs) condemnation. Sorry, there's none left. (laughs) You know, it's just there's none. There's none. And when you get that, then you're not afraid to be open. And And sadly, religious people,
2: religious people will give you the condemnation. And once you start dumping that on people, you have removed the possibility of conviction in many instances. Mm-hmm. Don't dump that on one another. Mm-hmm. Be, be that with this, that person, yes. that can be with somebody in the storm mm-hmm. or the brokenness mm-hmm. or the pain. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be wonderful if people would read this book and suddenly allow God to do such a, a, a miraculous work of grace that they would in fact, through the broken way, find the pathway to the abundant life that Christ says he came to give us. Remember this, he didn't say, I came to give you abundance of stuff. He said, I came to give you such abundant life that you're going to have abundant life like Paul said. I know what it is to have and have not. I know what it is to abound and be abased, but I am absolutely content in Christ. He is my adequacy, my sufficiency, and if you have Him, you have all you need. He is able to supply all your need, not necessarily your wishes, your desires, or your appetites, but all you need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus that you're talking about. This is a phenomenal book. Do you appreciate these women unpacking a whole lot of truth, talking about Anne's incredible gift? To understand brokenness. Now, it's in the bookstores. There's also, if they go to The, the broken, broken Way, way they can com. find about yep. the teaching curriculum that yep. has DVDs yep. of study syllables. It'd be great for you to do in your study groups, mm-hmm. men and women, home groups, let's yeah. say, in your neighborhood. This would be a great way to start a Bible study where you say, I don't think I can unload and deal with all the questions that might come. Will handle will help you. Yeah. And it can be right there, DVD with your big screen TV and all your neighbors. Or it can be at the church. You are actually, and I believe it's a gift of God through you, not only giving this little girl from China that you went and got, what a story that is. And that's for the last part of the book about that grace, a little broken hearted girl had half a heart. But go over there, six kids, and go get another one like this. Read the love story. This is the broken way. And I really encourage you to get it. Now both you ladies know that we've got a missionary heart. Mm. Because once you've been to the mission field, it's like our grandson said, well, all of our grandchildren that have been said, changed our lives forever. Because we saw real need that could be met with love. And I want you to look right now, Christmas is coming up. I know it's a little way off, but we want to get ahead of time because we want to give some smiles and some shoes for Christmas Mm. to little children who never imagined Mm. they would see such an expression of love. Mm. Watch closely.
4: From your family to our family, your generosity has empowered life's mission efforts around the world. And the look on these children's faces make the impact obvious. It's in the smile of Mateo, as he receives a bowl of food made possible by your giving. Or of Gabriella as she quenches her thirst from a clean water well that you helped drill. You could even say you make it your business to give children smiles. Well, this Christmas, we'd like to give a smile to someone who might not easily be able to smile otherwise. You see, all over the world, there are children who have trouble smiling because they were born with a cleft lip or palate. But a simple surgery by loving doctors can radically transform the appearance of children like these and greatly improve their quality of life. But they won't be the only ones smiling this Christmas. Because with your help, we also want to give a brand new pair of shoes to children who have never had them.
1: Uh, you can see all of the little ones, uh, honestly, the smiles on their faces is so exciting to be a part of this. You can look around at all of the children in this village and most of them are without shoes. They could lose their very lives because of an infection that they could get on their feet
4: help make this Christmas special for a child like this. Help us provide Christmas shoes and smiles.
2: Boy, you know, I, I don't ever want to come across like a beggar, but if I ever beg, I want it to be in behalf of those who really need someone to plead their cause. I look at all those pretty little children, Betty, and think how much we've loved them and loved holding them. And you've enabled us to hold them. You, you've sent us to the mission field. You support the missionaries. Several thousand missionaries right now in Africa that you make possible. Several thousand. And then you don't leave them empty-handed. And right now, all over the, the world, 150,000 little feet we want to put shoes on because the missionaries got our attention to their area. They said, we got some real issues here. So I don't want to sound like a beggar, but here's what I want to ask you to do. I just want you to give the greatest gift you can give right now. First, you pray. But if you could give 10 children a pair of shoes, that's $36. They're sixty a pair. And they're all weather. Uh, they are, they're like Crocs, very, very much the same. You pay a lot of money for them here. But they're very similar. And they do expand to fit different sizes as they grow. They can grow into them a little bit. And they're very good protection. And they don't wear out, not easily at all. So just give all you can. Uh, if you could could give uh, 50 kids a pair of shoes, that's 180 dollars. We're going to send you a beautiful Christmas gift with six little shoes over the six years that we've been doing this, a different one made every year, and then a special one this year, uh, the little blue one that is uh, the new edition, and uh, it, it's like this. And it comes in a beautiful little felt package, but it's also one of the six because it's the sixth one. And uh, if you could give us some smiles. It, $500 a smile for some of those most beautiful little faces that they don't look pretty.
1: And James, that's, that's what I want to encourage them to do, the smiles. You know, if it's, it, it's heartbreaking when we hear a child crying because they're hurting, but it's heartwarming when we see a child smile. I wanna see a lot of smiles on these children's faces because they deserve to be able to smile because they can. So I hope you will reach into your heart and ask God what you can do to put some smiles on these children's faces.
2: And I promise you when you put a smile on those little children's faces, you put a smile on those mom and those parents and that family. Uh, This is the last week uh, that you're gonna have an opportunity to help us this year with the Christmas uh, smiles and Christmas shoes. And so let's do it together. Like Betty said, let's do it. Just go to lifetoday.org and use your bank card. If you could give $1,000 for two smiles, would you do it? And I know that may be a real stretch. And then again, I know I'm talking to someone who could give several thousand dollars. And can I just say this? Thank you. Many of you, you overwhelm us. And a lot of people are leaving Life Outreach in their estate. There are many people right now thinking, you know what, I've got pretty big insurance policies. When I leave here, I like that money goes, or I've I've accumulated some things and I want that to go on forever in impacting lives. And you can do that. And there's information on how you can contact. And you know what we'll do? Show how to save your family a lot of money and bless you and enable you to give. But don't forget that. There's a level at which every one of you watching can give. Lifetoday.org or dial the number, take your bank card, use it like a check, If you write a check, make it to life, but we need you to call us and tell us you're sending it because we've got to let the missionaries know the shoes are on the way, they're paid for, and Betty and I can't pay for all of them, all right? We do our part. You do your part, sharing God's heart. Will you do that? lifetoday.org or dial the number. Thank you so much for the gift. We have some gifts to bless you, but boy, you're blessing people
0: with the gift of love and it never fails. Poverty is a killer And because of it, children needlessly suffer, not only from a lack of food and clean water, but also from a lack of things we take for granted, such as a healthy smile or a simple pair of shoes. For most of these children, they've never owned a new pair of shoes. And while that may seem minor in the light of all their needs, walking with bare feet puts them at risk of life-threatening infections that could lead to crippling consequences, disease, and even death. By responding today, you can help life immediately secure and begin shipping Christmas shoes to 150,000 children around the world, just in time for the holidays. Your gift of $36 will help provide 10 pairs of shoes. A gift of $72 will help provide 20 pair. And a gift of $180 will help provide 50 pairs of Christmas shoes for children in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request this beautifully crafted blue metal shoe ornament, a treasure to place on your tree each holiday season. With your gift of $180 or more, you may also request this keepsake boxed set of life's Christmas shoe ornaments. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help provide over 275 pairs of shoes or two children with corrective cleft palate surgeries, and you may request our majesty bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: You know, I'm praying that you will give at least uh, 50 children. I think all of you are going to give 10 kids a pair of shoes, but could you give 50? We want to send you all of the shoes. Uh, This is the last week uh, that you're going to have an opportunity to help us this year with the Christmas uh, smiles and Christmas shoes. And then let me just say this. You make a gift uh, we want to send you Anne's book, The Broken Way, mm. because I think it'll be a real blessing. Sheila, what do you think this will do for folks if they get it in the place? I think one of the greatest gifts of this book is that you
3: will realize that you don't have to be afraid anymore of anything.
2: <laughs> and that's great. We just say thanks to Anne mm. and to Sheila. Oh, what a blessing we did. Thank you both. Great guest. Thank you for giving us this time with you to share life today. Thanks for helping us share shoes and smiles. Thank all of you for being with us.
0: after dancing with Prince and helping Buffy slay vampires. Robia Scott now explains how her life was filled with counterfeit comforts. Next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.